Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. And you can find the WIBR Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to Warren Radio on our websites at warren-usa.com and also danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and please leave a good comment on the shows where you've heard us. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Gun control. Talk to your guns immediately. In America, this topic never goes away. Join me in this true look at gun control with a satirical aspect to it. Also, Christian's unvarnished truth. Today stands as a direct challenge to today's society. There is no doubt as the coming of the Lord approaches, the nations of men fall further under the deception of darkness. And don't miss this cup of sorrows, truth of righteousness, commonly called the last days or the last of the last days, It pits nations of men against the Lord and His anointed. And last but not least, Christian living wise to do good and evil. Christian living wise to do good is important. Be sure there are those who wise to do evil. Jeremiah speaks to this issue that those in Judah and Jerusalem were wise to do evil. Be sure to go to warn or I'm sorry, danaglinsmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren newsletter. And also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Visions Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, Tower, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's good to be here. I'm looking forward to this tonight. Yeah, we are... Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's hard to believe, but uh, I've got the first two uh, I'm featuring this week uh, episodes of this series. The first two that we did. And... Uh, we're on part uh, 108, and I've got the first two. And so I'll be <coughs> sending those around on social media talking about this series where people can... Uh, that was back in April, did we start that, of 2019? Yeah, quite a while ago, yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, that's crazy. Let's see, uh, these posts automatically update. I've got an update to uh, all my posts. I update them and, and uh, so I bring them forward. And so slowly but surely we'll get this whole series updated. But, uh, you know, it's been a long ride and we're more than halfway through it. And, uh, boy, there's a lot of things that really we can see in it that reminds us of what's going on today. Boy, that's the truth. And we, So we left off at verse 22 of chapter 40. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. Okay, well, tonight it's Renewed Strength, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 108 on Battle Lines at Warren Radio. Even amidst, amidst the prophecy of coming judgment on Judah, there are promises to the people. This relates to us today, for Christ Jesus told us of coming, shaking, and judgment on the earth. Or to the earth. So, back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. <clears throat> So we left off at uh, verse 22, verse 23. That uh, verse 23, that brings or bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. And we've been going through this where Isaiah, of course, um, one of the biggest parts right from the beginning is judgment that is coming on Judah. And then we stop off for a while talking about Assyria and how they threatened. And uh, when you first look at it, you might think that the Assyrians were the one to bring them down. The Assyrians, uh, Sargon, is the one that uh, actually brought down the northern tribes and carried them away. And his son Sennacherib from Assyria was the one uh, that Isaiah is talking about in this one. And God ends up delivering them, but... When when the prophet gets through that series, he begins to prophesy about Babylon. And then he gets through that, and then he starts talking about uh, how in the nations of men the governor governors uh, governs, that uh, he does as he wants to do, as he righteously wants to do. And so you can have princes, you can have leaders, you can have judges, you can have armies, but it's the Lord who determines the final outcome. And so this is something for us today because right now in the midst of COVID, we have the nations of men who are acting like they're gods. And in America, they're violating uh, Joe Biden, his minions are violating a lot of our rights. Uh, and you get over in New Zealand, you get over in Australia, you get up in uh, Canada. And many other nations, uh, the governments are violating the rights of their own citizens. All of them are fearing COVID and they're using COVID to crack down. So it, it's just a manipulation. And yes, COVID is dangerous, but the but the, the COVID vaccine is even worse. It's death. It, and not everybody dies from it, but there's been a lot of people dying from it directly. And even here locally in, in our in our state. And so there's a lot of issues that when we go through this, we actually find and, and we can relate to it. Now, remember, the, Judah's problems were brought on by sin. You know, go figure. I mean, do you think we're a bunch of sinners today? Do you think that America's where she needs to be? No, she's not where she needs to be. Is she a bunch of sinners? Well, of course she is. But there are those who have repented of their sins and have come to the Lord. But yet in the full scheme of things, there is trouble. And so in verse 40 to 23, the context through 24. And uh, let's see, verse 23, that brings that bringeth the princes to nothing, that maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth. He shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away. <laughs> Don't you love that language? I mean, you know, 
they're not going to be planted. Well, these aren't plants. These are just, you know, these are humans. These are leaders. They're not going to be sown. Their stock is not going to take root. I mean, if, if you were a gardener and you were looking at this, you know, if you're not going to plant anything, it's not going to grow. And uh, planting, is, is, it says they shall not be sown. The reason they're not planted is because no one's sown it. They didn't sow the seed. And their stock will not take root. In other words, there's nothing. Of course nothing will take root because nothing's been sown. And he shall blow upon them and they shall wither and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. Now see, this is the issue. <coughs> they will be as if they weren't ever sown and weren't ever planted. <laughs> the whirlwind's going to take them away. This is an expression, you know, that uh, when you look at it, it's, you know, we don't mind making people mad. We don't mind antagonizing our enemies. We go to war, we fight, we kill, we plot. But, you know, in in, in all of my years, there's very few people that really cares whether they defame the Lord they don't care whether they blaspheme him. They don't care. They don't think he's around. He's off go off golfing, or maybe he doesn't exist in their world. And they've lived pretty much their meager little lives, whether they're rich or whether they're poor. It doesn't matter. In the eyes of God, all flesh is meager, and uh, it needs to be rescued. But they refuse. How do you save? <clears throat> How do you save someone if they don't want to be saved? How do you warn them? You know, to stop what they're doing when they don't want to listen. You have to let them go. And then when it goes ahead and happens, they look at you like, why didn't you tell me? Well, I did tell you, remember? And the problem of it is, is that the children of Israel did not like the prophets. The Lord himself wept over Jerusalem, and he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets, I would have gathered you as a mother hand does her chicks, but you would have none of it. And he, he states right there, you know, I mean, God sent the prophets to warn them, to save them, to deliver them, to, so they wouldn't have to go through this. And guess what they did? They stoned them. They didn't want them. Jeremiah came along, and th what they did was turn around and say, Jeremiah, why don't you go back to your own own country? I'm paraphrasing, of course, and just preach down there. Leave us alone. If you're going to preach, preach smooth things, good things, not harsh things. We don't want to think about these things. You just preach the right things and, and we'll let you stay. Otherwise, you're not welcome. But Jeremiah stayed. And so we're looking at the vanity of the earth and the nations of men and how nations of men plot and bring things. You know, I mean, we, we look at Babylon. Babylon took Judah. And the only reason they were able to do that, and you could say, well, they were more powerful and they beat them because they had a better army. no. That's not true at all. The only reason that Babylon even considered going after Jerus Jerusalem and Judah. Because the Lord God used them to bring judgment upon his people. He was going to send them in captivity for 70 years. And then he was going to redeem them from that captivity. Bring them out, which he did. And they're going to go back into their land. They're going to have a temple. And it's not going to be like it was before, but they will be free and they'll be in their own land and they will have a temple. And all of that happened. And it happened because of the Lord God. Because he's the one that sits on the edge of the earth. He's the one that says, as governor of the earth, I'm going to do this. He's the one that called the end from the beginning. You didn't call the end from the beginning. Even other religions and everything that they've had, the Lord God was there before they were. Even Paul talks about them and how they have distorted it or rejected what the Lord God had done. And so... <clears throat> When we look at this verse, we think of the monarchs, we think of the princes, we think of those people, you know, like the judges, you know. I mean, they're in their post for a while and then they're removed. You know, they no longer have the power. You know, they're retired. Retired just means, you know, you're not in charge anymore. You don't have any say so. People may listen to you because you're a judge, you know. <clears throat> and I've listened to a number of retired uh, and even sitting uh you know, people that were important and had authority. 
But the bottom line of it is, is that in the end, what determines your ability to rule is how long you live, and how long you live is determined by the Lord God, period. And when you're talking about vanity, that which comes to vanity or is nothing, it's as if, you know, it didn't exist or you didn't even attempt to do anything because uh, everything is going to be considered as vanity when the Lord brings in his kingdom. Unless it is born of God, born of the Lord, powered by his spirit, bred out of repentance and confession and a heart and a love for God, that's the kingdom that's coming in. And you can be a judge, you can be a president, you know, even the Antichrist who is going to rule for three and a half years, actually the beast, Revelation uh, 18, Revelation 13, uh, you know, I mean, he's going to be as nothing. And uh, so in in Job 12:21, it's uh, Job talks about this, he poureth contempt upon princes and winks weakeneth the strength of the mighty and you know we think we're powerful and uh, I seen a, a video today from North Korea and they had sent this out as uh, kind of like a promo for do not mess with us and and the reason a lot of these companies these countries are doing this is because biden is appearing so weak and doesn't know what he's doing and uh so they did that well the thing that they were showing off is the strength of their show, uh, soldiers and uh these guys i'll tell you they do some practicing they were taking brick uh and cement and wood and everything you could think of and they would put two or three bricks on top of this guy's head and use a sledgehammer, and he came out, and he was fine. And they were using every other thing you could think of. There's nobody that can do that. But see, when you're powered up with a lot of incentive, see, because in, in North Korea, the army always gets well-fed and taken care of, so they take care of uh, the leader. And so this was a formidable uh North Korean soldier, very formidable. Uh, and uh, if, if he was walking around the streets of America, he could go pretty much wherever he wanted to and kill anybody he wanted to, and nobody could stop him, even if they had an army. I mean, he, he was he was that that strong. And see, these are the kind of things, see, we get into in the nations, you know, we, we postulate and we, well, this is what we're going to do. Well, see, in the eyes of the Lord, you're only going to do it as long as you live. You're only going to do it as long as there's opportunity or if there is an opportunity. And even if you want to do it, you may be defeated because the Lord is involved in everything. Hitler thought he would take over for a thousand years. And if it wasn't for America, he would have taken over. But America came into the fight and, and uh, you know, helped bring victory. So, you know... There's a lot of things that when we look at it, when we think, and, you know, in Psalm 10740, it says, He pours contempt upon princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Well, you see this. He led the children of Israel around in the wilderness for 40 years, and that was judgment, but he brought them out. See, he brought them out, and their clothes did not wear off. Their shoes were fine. They had food. He raised up a generation of, of people that learned his miracles, his provision, and they were able to go into the promised land and take the land. Now, see, his purpose in the wilderness for them was to build them up. Now, in the nations of men who are contemptuous and prideful, he'll cause you to wander around in that wilderness and come out worse than you went in. You, you know, you don't do very good. And in the world, the Lord God is watching. I know many don't think he is, but he is. Now, see, in Nahum 1.14, um, we see a prophecy by Nahum of the king of Assyria. And it says, The Lord has given a commandment concerning thee that 
no more of thy name shall be sown, and out of the house of thy gods will I cut off the graven image and the molten image, and I'll make thy grave, for thou art vile. And the king of Assyria did indeed attack Jerusalem. The king of Assyria, his army was destroyed, and he left and went back into the back home, and in the house of his god, I think it is Dagon, his two sons slew him, and he died right there. I mean, he was the king, and he comes back without an army. That's that's not a victory. <clears throat> He'd have been better off to keep going, but he went back home instead, and he ended up, just like it says here by the prophet, he says, I'll cut off the graven image and the molten image, and these are the things that he worshipped, that they worshipped, and I'll make thy grave, for thou art vile. And he ended up dying because he's vile, and God chose that ahead of time. And see, when you are dealing with judgment, God is going to bring Israel out when he decides, uh, Judah. And he did. And no matter how strong that uh, Babylon thinks they are, God had another chosen. And of course, God's chosen at that time, and it says in Scripture, was Cyrus. And Cyrus is the one who defeated and actually gave commandment for Judah to go back into the land. And that's where you get into a verse we've already covered in verse 15 of this chapter 40. Behold, the nations are as a drop of bucket are counted as a small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And see, this is the important thing as Christians, as believers to understand. Now, you know, there is coming a time when there's going to be a real true tribulation. And there is going to be every kind of evil and every kind of judgment. And there's going to be a lot of people die on the right hand and on the left. Now, you've got to decide exactly where you are. Now, there's a lot of them that decided already. They think, well, I'm going to go in the rapture and I'm not going to worry about it. And, uh, well, if, if you're going to go in the pre-trib rapture, you should have already gone. I mean, it's getting a little late for that train to take off. Uh, but at any rate, you know, I mean, if you want to believe in a pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, you know, help yourself. I don't worry about that. I don't preach any of that. That's because God knows when he's going to come, and I don't worry about it until then. But people do live by that, and I'm not saying he's not going to come. But I just don't go there. Don't worry about it. But a lot of people are planning but what happens if, if you're planning for him to come and he doesn't come exactly when you've got it planned in your little theological book there? See, that's the problem. We think we know, but we don't always know. Nevertheless, Isaiah forty twenty five: To whom will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Now see, it's very simple. If you were a Christian in the time of the Roman Empire, there was about, I think it is, ten persecutions of Christians during during the time of the Roman Empire. And, uh, of course, there were some of those Roman Caesars who declared themselves to be God. Well, Kim Jong-un is, you know, in that category because his family, when they come to power, it's emperor worship. They're classified as the Great One, the Holy One. Uh, you know, likening to a God, their Savior, and the one who leads them. And it's absolute 100% devotion. And there's no Christianity, no other faith allowed, period, in North Korea. And so, in those eyes, and, and when you get into China, China, the God in China is the Communist Party, period. That's why they started persecuting uh, the Lord, uh, literally, the Lord Jesus Christ in China by persecuting his church there and destroying them. Now, there was a time that the churches were allowed, and then the Chinese must have gotten a new bolt of lightning because they suddenly changed. And see, so you get this among men, that they will compare themselves to God. But you see, the thing of it is, as God says, to whom then will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Are you that proud to consider yourself as God? Yeah, there were there are people like that today. There have been leaders like that. 
And the bottom line of it is, is that I'm not applying for the job to be God. I am a follower. And I am a believer. And the top spot, I'm happy with who's there. Blessed be our God and Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and blessed be his son, whom he sent to die on the cross for our sins, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, that's, that's, the, that's when we talk about God, that's God. There's God the Father, and then there's Yahshua, Jesus, who has now been given the role as the Almighty. He mentions this in Revelation chapter 1. So make no mistake, here we are. Now, are you going to stop? the tribulation are you going to are you going to determine who the antichrist is i got news for you people are going to going to follow this guy and they're going to think that they appointed him or that they supported him when in reality it's all been figured out this guy is sin is a direct solution because the human race has rejected the love of the truth they have rejected what God was doing, and so he sent them a delusion so they'd believe a lie. So who are you going to liken God to? Are you going to be one of those that say, well, you know, he's nothing, but I got news for you. We have a lot of people that declare that God is dead or God isn't there or he, he's not alive. But as soon as they die, they're <laughs> they know he's alive. You see, there's no atheists in hell. Not a one. Because everybody believes that. Everybody knows he's alive. Everybody that winds up in hell wished to God, prayed to God, that they would have listened. And so you're heading down a road. It's a one-way road to eternity. In verse 26, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their hosts by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for he is strong in power, and not one faileth. See, he created everything. And he also created the nations. He allowed man to assume dominion and authority and power. He allowed them to build nations, to build kingdoms, to get rich or to be poor. He ordained that. He knows what you're doing. He knows what your heart is like. And see, what this is saying to Judah is that, yes, you've been in captivity for 70 years for your sins. And you're sorrowful for your sins now. And you know better. And I'm going to bring you out. Because this is of me. And you're my people. And there's no nation on earth that can keep my people if I don't want him to. And see, this is the same thing today. Judgment is coming. The tribulation is coming. The Antichrist is coming. But he's got people here. Yes, and there's a lot of Christians who are being martyred. But I got news for you. One day, one day, all of this is going to come to an end. One day, everyone who has martyred and killed a Christian, every one of the murderers and thugs and those who never repented will stand before God. And every sin that they have committed, there will be someone there. There will be a witness to them on the great day of judgment. And and all of the believers who had been slaughtered, who had who had lost their families and could never found a moment of peace on this earth because of the radicals who were hunting them down and murdering them and killing them. On that day, they will see those who killed them, and they will see vengeance done by the Lord himself who will avenge the deaths of his own people. And see, this is who God is, and this is who God was at the time that Judah went into captivity. See, Judah had gotten into all kinds of problems and sins. They had forgotten. They had backslidden. And even though God had sent them prophets, they would stone them, as I said before. And you're going to have to understand this. Yes, there is sin. 
There's a way to get out of that sin. But there's going to be a judgment. And there's going to be trouble in the nations. And the nations are going to act like gods. They're going to oppress. They're going to kill. They're going to plot. They're going to lie. But then there's the good. There's the holy and the righteous. There are those good days on earth. There's those good sunsets on this earth. There are times when God blesses the people. When his presence of his spirit sweeps over them. And they know that God loves them. For God has said... My spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. You don't go into the night quietly. You don't go into the night without seeing. For you are the light. You see what's in the night. You understand these things. And in the presence of this, you know the spirit of God. You know what God has said. And you know what God is doing. And you know that he's the one that's doing it. And it's not North Korea. It's not China. And it's not Joe Biden. And it's not the Democrats. It's because of sin. It's because of what we have done. It's because of what we continue to do. And this same God that had sent Judah into captivity and eventually brought him out, many of their relatives are either sitting over there in Judah right now, in Jerusalem right now. And that even that state of Israel is not where it needs to be because they've got a lot of sin and pride over there too. But God has... You know, is not going to let him go. And he'll continue to deal with him. For Israel shall be saved, Paul reminds us. And so that's why in verse 26, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things, that bringeth out their hosts by the number, that calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might, for he is strong in power, not one faileth. Who's he calling out? What's the host? The host of Judah. Where are they coming out of? They're coming out of Babylon after 70 years. There's not one thing, not one thing that Babylon can do about it. And Nebuchadnezzar, he's long gone. And his children will be destroyed. His heirs will be destroyed when this happens. When God moves, man is not going to stand in the way. But see, many times we allow men to become gods. Many times we fear men over God. You see, the thing of it is, all of these are trying to talk to, not trying, but is talking to Judah. That it was the Holy One of Israel. That is their source. You know, he doesn't excuse the sins of Judah. He won't excuse the sins of America. He'll call sinners to repentance and forgive them if they mean it from their heart. And then he'll work in their life and help them to live above the way they were. But you see, in Judah, they had to pay for those sins. But now it's time for deliverance. And see, Isaiah had spent time telling him about the judgment. Now Isaiah's telling him that remember God is in charge. Whenever I think of America and the nations and the sins and the things we do that I'm not happy with, I remember that God is a just God. I remember if we could if we could just just give us one more chance, just we need everybody in the church to repent. We need everybody in America in as much as possible to repent. But see, pride gets in the way. We don't believe it. And recently, probably in the last two years, one particular Democrat got angry because he says, God does not belong in this chamber. The chamber of America where our laws are made where we can find some of the greatest documents up there in the capital 
forefathers who mentioned a faith and a Christian Judeo nation. It flowed from the lips of our leaders in the beginning. And now today, a pompous, pompous, proud, political, stood up and didn't want God, anybody to represent him, stand up or do anything. He doesn't have a right in this chamber. Shouldn't be mentioned. Well, is that right? You see, God's going to be mentioned. And if there is no justice in America, why do you have the capital? Why do you have the phony place that you make all your laws in if it's not going to be just? If you have to lie and steal in order to take over America, then why do you sit in that chamber that has been hollowed and many people gave their lives for in wars and other things when we had enemies who wanted to destroy us? You see, there's people today that don't know what freedom is. They don't know what oppression is. Oppression is getting on Instagram and having people put up bad comments. Now that's oppression. Or you think you're a boy, but actually, you know, they say, well, no, you're a girl. You see, we have all kinds of reasons and all kinds of things about oppression, but America has never known oppression. And I can tell you up until the time that Judah really got sent into captivity, they really didn't know that group of people those Jews did not know what true oppression was until the Babylonians got in there. All hell broke loose. But Jeremiah was in the center of the city when when uh, Babylon broke through and walked into it. And they noticed who Jer- uh, Jeremiah is. You can find it in the book of Jeremiah. You can read this. They said, we know who you are. You can come with us. You can stay here. Do whatever you want to. Because the Lord told Jeremiah that him and his scribe would be okay. You see, God is able to save save his people. And he can save us today. He can make a way for us today. But the judgment, he's not going to excuse the sins of America, the sins of Americans. He's not going to excuse lying and stealing and cheating and murder. He's not going to excuse. You can go down, you and BLM, you go down there in the inner cities and some of you in Antifa and other gangbangers, you go in there and you just steal stuff out of these stores in broad daylight. Nobody stops you. We'll see one of these days you're going to stand before the Lord God and he's going to point that out. Saying at that time, did you know who you were stealing that from? Those people, that's all they had. That was their livelihood. They barely scraped by just to make and keep that place open so they could feed their kids and try to save some money to help them. But you went and you stole the stuff out of there. You stole his dream. And yes, he prayed unto me. And he wouldn't shoot you. He wouldn't kill you. And he prayed for you, but you failed to repent. And here you are. Now, you see, I know that's a story. But that's a story, prose. That's meant to prove a point here. And the point of it is, is that there is a God and he knows what's going on. And there are people that you're taking advantage of, that you're treating like, oh, you know what, and you don't care. Verse 27, why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, my judgment is passed over from my God. Now, you see, one of the areas that can be a problem here is that the children of Israel, first of all, when when all of this started, they didn't believe God would ever, ju- uh, ever judge them. They didn't think they would ever lose it because they were God's people. That temple was his temple. He couldn't destroy it. Where would he be? We're his people. He ain't going to do nothing to us. We're doing all right. They wouldn't listen to the prophets. 
But see, they were wrong, and they went into captivity. And now the problem is we're in captivity. We've lost Jerusalem. We're lost forever. We'll never be able to make it back. We're going to be here forever. There's no hope. And, you, you know, you try spending 70 years in captivity and losing everything, your home, everything in Jerusalem, your identity, your faith, everything, and see how you feel about it. But see, God was listening. Their way wasn't hid from the Lord. When he knew what was in their hearts and how wicked they were and he tried to save them, they didn't. And also now when they were having a hard time believing. So the prophet is bringing these things out to get the people to understand that they had lack of faith. You see... If God can bring all this stuff out, now Albert Barnes brings it up like this. If God is so great, if he arranges the host of heaven with such unerring skill, causing all the stars to observe their proper place, their exact times, the interests of his people, his people are safe in his hands. And that's true. You know, if God is so great. I mean, if you were sitting there as a Jew at that time, you would know God exists, even in captivity. Daniel knew that he existed. But Daniel was different. He knew that God had only sent him there for so many years. Daniel knew that. And he pursued that. He found out in the book of Jeremiah that it was 70 years. And he had counted the time and found out that it was 70 years was up, kid. It's time to go. And Daniel was ready to go. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, man, they lived there for God in the middle of that pagan empire. And when they were told to kneel before this king as God, and they said, sorry, king, we can't do it. He got mattered in all blue blazes at him, threw him in the fire. Of course, before they ever got in the fire, some of those attending it ended up getting burned and killed. But that didn't bother the king, I suppose, because they went ahead and threw him in there. You know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and someone decided they would look in there and make sure they're burning. So they looked. And it's really it's really funny how they said one was standing there, looked like unto the Son of Man, which is the Lord. They saw some other... Some other individual some other power there with him that wasn't being burnt and Meshach Shadrach and Abednego were with him and they were protected so they brought him out and they were they lived through it now of course if you're with the liberals that don't believe these kind of stories you say well those are just stories well I challenge you in eternity God will show you that this is not make-believe. And we'll, we will see by then if you're a believer or not. And may God correct your erring heart. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Verse 28. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. I'd rather have someone I know and trust who created it all. Because if it ever gets messed up, there's somebody that knows how to put it back because he made it in the first place. And guess what? That's exactly what he's going to do. After the tribulation, after the thousand years, of course, the great white throne judgment will be over with. And uh, you talk about the... Heavenly Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. 
because he knew how to make the first one. And it was perfect when he made it. He's the creator. He doesn't get tired. He never faints. He's never weary. Matter of fact, his understanding and even the mystery of God is so deep, it's hard to figure it out. Because when you think of God, as Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And he says, I am. I am that I am. I've always been here. What do you mean who? It's me. I am. I exist. I've always existed. How does anything always exist, let alone God? That's beyond human understanding. And see, many of the nations today and the people even in America believe their actions uh, are never seen by God. They act as if they will never face a righteous authority. Well, they certainly don't meet it from the churches in America because we hardly hear anybody preaching against what's going on. They don't make it on the media anyway. But you can find a lot of the sugar plum churches. Yeah, they get aired. Let's see, one day judgment will arrive and at the same time Deliverance will, will, will arrive for the people of God. So you see, Babylon was not beyond the range of the vision of God, nor of his dominion of power. God being the eternal, he put everything together in the creation of course, the Babylonians weren't even alive, weren't even thought about. And so they come along, build a big empire, and all of a sudden they say, well, you know, we've got this uh, little god over here that we've created and molded, and, and he's the one that uh, that gave us all this power. That's why the Lord challenges the gods of the earth. And all the prognosticators and all the so-called prophets, and all the powerful men, and even the powers of darkness. Do you think you can overthrow me? God's going to show you. You shall not win. But see, the thing good about this chapter is the last three verses of chapter 40. And this is about the believer. This is why this chapter is about the believer and about you believing. You see, this is one of the most fantastic chapters there is. Because you go through all this stuff. Oh yeah, we know God is great. He created all things. Whoopee, you know, we know that. Well, good for you. But you got to feel it. You got to feel it in the spirit. You got to know it in the spirit. Verse 29 through 31. And I'll read this and then we'll go back. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Thank you, Lord. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they're going to walk and not faint. Oh, don't you love it? You see, we saw a lot of this manifested during Pentecost and following when God confirmed the apostles 
in signs and wonders. And the Jews just stood over there and thought they had stopped this faith. And they saw miracles like they've never seen. And Isaiah is telling them, he's talking to Judah and telling them, come on. And our lingo, he'd say, get out of the mully grubs. Get out of that ditch you've dug yourself into. Throw off that depression of the devil. Get rid of those friends who are negative and think you're crazy. Look unto the God of your salvation. Rebuke that enemy and stand in the name of the Lord. Because those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And they will mount up with wings, not as sparrows, but as eagles. Oh, the eagle is majestic. It's tough. Its beak is like iron or steel. Its talons are sharp. And they never let go of the grip and their wings are sure. And their body is streamlined to move through the air like a bullet. You will mount up with wings as eagles prepared. And they will run and not be weary. They walk and not faint because they are in the power of the Lord. They are endued from power on high through the Spirit of the Lord. This is a great, great close if you're sitting in Babylon. You've been there for 70 years. You haven't been in the temple. You still remember the book and, and you still have some of, the, some of the scrolls around. And you'd been counting, but some of your family had already passed because it's been 70 years. And you had heard the rumors that the 70 years was about up. So you, you're wondering... Is God going to deliver us? As tears come to your eye. Could it be possible? Could it be that he would get us out of here and bring us back to Jerusalem? Give us our temple back. We won't mess it up this time. We'll be faithful. Give us just one more chance. Now you see, in America, and you can find this in Jeremiah 2, not the chapter 2, 2, T-O-O. See, God has a covenant with the nations. If that nation to whom God had decided to do good to, if that nation turns from the good which it was doing, and turns to do evil, then the Lord will repent of the good that it was going to do to them, and he will do evil. If an evil nation turns from its evil ways and begins to do good, then the Lord will turn from the evil it was going to do to that nation, and he will do good to it. If America, who has turned away and begins to do evil, If it suddenly turns around and begins to do good and forsakes its way, then God will turn around and he will do good. Not only is Jeremiah testifying of that, but the example of Nineveh who repented over the preaching of Jonah. You see, this is what God is doing in the lives of Israel, even today. And they figure in the end time prophecy very much so. But 
Israel has more enemies than you can shake a proverbial stick at. And there's tribulation. There's a lot of things that are coming. So then the thing we think, well, man, do we really want to be here? Is there a way that (laughs) you can put it off to save me and my generation from having to endure this? The timetable is in the hands of the Lord. But the best thing you could do, America, is repent, truly. And the first thing you can stop doing is murdering babies. And toss down all the pride you have that prevents you from repenting. Throw down your false gods. Throw down your wicked ways. And turn to the Lord, the author of life, and he will bless this nation. But if you choose to follow your pride and your evil ways, you will fall. I guarantee it. But see, I'm nobody. I'm a voice. Isaiah was a voice. He was a greater than I am. I'm just a little voice. Crying out to an America. Because we have taken the wrong path. But we are coming in to one of the biggest tribula- uh, tribulation times. There's many people think so that we're in it right now. But whether you're in the big tribulation, it doesn't matter. Because we have enough trouble right now. We have enough issues right now to keep you busy. So don't worry about the tribulation. Focus on the Lord. Repent now. Seek him and seek him with all your heart. So that he can deliver you and your family from what comes. Whatever it is. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about when the tribulation comes. Don't worry about even when the rapture comes. Just focus on the Lord. And deal with today. And on this day, serve the Lord. And then tomorrow, serve the Lord again. Father, thank you for your word and for those who listen. Bless those who hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay. Boy, I enjoyed that tonight. I love that. And we have to get it in our hearts not just in our minds, but in our hearts and our souls, that God will take care of us. He is our God, and he's faithful, and he's true to his promises. Yep. Yeah. You know, we've talked about those last three verses a lot over the years. Yes. And, you know, when I saw that at the end of this chapter for the first time, I just thought, yep. That's, that's a right. Good, that's a good place for it. It is. And, and the more we get God's word into our hearts, the less, I don't know, I found that in my life that the things that are going on don't bother me. I mean... I don't like what's going on, but it doesn't cause me to be fearful. Yeah, that's right. We can have peace. We can have a good day. That's right. Thank God every day for a good day. Our authority is in the, in heaven. Amen. And we have his spirit and we are 
the temples. For our body is the temple of the Lord. With that, we're going to have to get out of here. Okay, good night, everybody. We love you. Thank you for all you do for the Lord. You pray for your brethren. Pray for us. We pray for you. We love you dearly, and we hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Good night, everybody. And don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles, share them on your media, social accounts, tell your friends about them, and always come back. You can contact us through our website. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Good night. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.